This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got emails about jealousy, dating a coworker, and a girlfriend who won't try new food. Check it out, share with friends. J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side. Stamp York Labs are here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I got to say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The show of support for this podcast is really unbelievable week in and week out. The Snapchats, the Instagrams, the DMs, the tweets, the Facebook messages. It's really all too much, and it makes me feel oh so good i gotta say it feathers my nuts every time you send me a snap of you listening to the podcast and listen i know i want you to keep spreading the word the way to do it if i had my druthers and i love having druthers is that i would have and someone said this to me today they're like they had a buddy of theirs that they've been trying to get tell them to listen to the podcast and i know that's tough thing to do especially like for it's it's a very weird thing to tell a friend, hey, dude, when I'm by myself, I listen to this dude give advice on a podcast. It sounds very, it's not very manly. Yeah, no, it's great. He talks about circumcision. Yeah. Dating. Yeah, it's cute. Dicks, vaginas, his, you know, his health issues. Mm -hmm. He burped last podcast. Like, I know that's (laughs) tough to like push someone into. The way to do it, road trips. If you're in the car with a bunch of people, pop on Papa JT, get me going, <laughs> and then it starts the conversation. This one dude told me, he's like, this guy, I've been telling him for months, he never wanted to listen. Then I popped it on during the road trip. We got JT going, we're listening, and now we're starting conversations because we're saying how we would answer the emails. It's an interactive show. That's what I was going to say. It's not just a passive, you you get involved in this thing. This is an, an, and then those questions bring up other questions. So let's really get, you know how, like, you know, they say that good families eat dinner together every night. Yeah. Good friends listen to the J train podcast together on road trips. So I think you guys should do that. And I'm very excited about today's guest. Uh, super funny comic. David Drake, thank you for coming on. Hello. That's a good... Yeah. Really brought it on that one. I gave it a full two seconds. That's okay, man. Yeah. We're marching towards a minute. What's your record? A record's like... I think like 31 seconds. 31, yeah. Woo! Give or take, yeah. And listen, today we're at like 22. Yeah, I was going to say, 23 on both episodes. You're hurting a little I'm bit. I'm hurting. I, I, got, yeah. I did a little drinking yesterday for a brunch Not show. Not your best. Not my best. Not feeling my best. It's Not been a tough day. Uh, and then I did someone else's podcast. I did a, a plug, Christy Cello, who's been on this podcast before. I, I did her new podcast that's out. And you know how you can listen to that? The Laughable app. Oh, 100%. Does yeah. anyone, you ever hear the Laughable app? Uh, this will be the first time, but I'm excited about it. This is, <laughs> you're, you're good at this. I, 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 Dave Drake brought it today. Um, I, 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 I think the laughable app is basically Google for podcasts. So you can go on this laughable app and you should download it right now. And you can put in your name and see any podcast that you've been a guest on. Like this one. This one. So yeah. they find J Train. So mm-hmm. then I went on her podcast. You put in Jared Freed. I'm going to pop up. It's going to be in your feed. You can subscribe to people so you can see anytime they've been a guest on something. I, I love the app. I use it every day. So all of you go, go download that. Mr. Drake, what are we doing? What, what's going on? You go at the David Drake on Twitter and Instagram. At the David Drake on Twitter, David Drake Comedy on Instagram. And you got an album yeah. out. And I got an album, baby. Uh, what's it called? 
It's called Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. I just said, before we started, I go, do people call you David? And you're like, yeah, David Drake. And I was like, and then now the album's called Dave. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like to switch it up. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Keep people on their toes. Yeah, I'm really on my toes yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, you don't know who wait, I am. Wait, how long ago did you do the album? That, that came out uh, 2015, so it's been two, two and a half years now. Okay, where'd you tape it? Uh, Comedians you should know in Chicago, Illinois. The it, best, so best. Le, so you are from we met a long time ago in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember a positive experience in that meeting. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Very funny. <laughs> and um, I remember um, the comedians you should know show is like a big deal here and in Chicago. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it was like a dream when I started uh, in Chicago to do that show, and then uh, I got to do it, and then. Uh, then I recorded my album there, and now I run it. And slowly but surely, I'm <laughs> taking over my dreams. <laughs> there it is. Well, you're you're living your dream. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'll say this to anyone. Uh, you know, we have a lot of listeners in the Chicago area, New York area. What you should do, it's called Comedians You Should Know, and it's a show that's every... Every Wednesday in Chicago and New York, and then they do uh, one in L.A. that's on uh, Thursdays. And it's always hot and busy and packed yeah. and fun. So, I mean, it's free, right? Uh, five dollars uh, in New York. It's uh, five, uh, ten online in, uh, or wait, ten at the door, five online in Chicago, and okay. then uh, God knows what in L.A. But I know in Chicago especially, I if I was out there, young buck, Oh, it's great with a, with great a chick, date night. Great date night. That's a and it's like the you know it's really like all the good comics in the, in town are on that show all the time. It's the best. It's uh it's the best show, and it was uh it was awesome to record an album there. And it's just uh it's hot. It's a so hot room. All of you, if you're in the Chicago area, go to Comedians You Should Know, and go check it out. I I gotta say, a lot of people ask me, what date should I do a comedy show? What would you say is the best date? situation for if you're on a date like if you're gonna bring a girl to a comedy show what number date would you say that should be oh man uh i mean you gotta get to know them so probably not the first day no yeah uh but it's like it's like a good later date because you don't really have to like think of anything to say it takes all the pressure off of you Early dates, you got lots to talk about. You yeah. have all your your uh, your whole life up until that point. Brothers, and then, sisters, uh, mom and yeah, I don't yeah, talk. Jobs, yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get boners at weird times that are in the day. Yeah, all that. All that shit. Once you get around. your boners out of the way, <laughs> then you can start. Uh, then you don't have much left to talk about. Yeah. So it's good to just go to the comedy show and uh, let someone First else. date, don't do it to yourself. No. Because here's the problem. You see a lot of first dates at comedy shows and they look like... They are like, like the guy, especially the girls like feels she feels OK. The guys always sit in there like he's about to if he moves one muscle, he'll set off a bomb. Yeah. Well, there's also like people, uh, you know, at comedy shows, sometimes like people start talking about cum or something. Yeah. And uh, cum you, specifically, if you're on your first date, you don't <laughs> yeah. know how they feel about. Yeah. That, you're looking to see how they feel. About, yeah. And so you're like, ah, is it cool to laugh right now? Or, uh, you know, like, well, I don't know who this yeah, girl I think is. Yeah. Comedy show seems like a fourth date play. Yeah. Well, and also, you guys are both comics. You notice if people are being weird or whatever. You might call that out, which is like a Dude, nightmare scenario. I'm pretty I'm pretty good when I host. I'm pretty good when I see a couple and I go, and I'll say to them, you guys look like you've been together five minutes. And I'm usually <laughs> close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go after couples when you host? I don't go yeah. after. I'm more <laughs> like, hey, it's weird at comedy shows. People are like, oh, you make fun of the crowd. No, I'm just trying to talk with them and then yeah. comment on the thing that's going on with them and get to my joke. Yeah. So like I'll say, well, how long you guys been together? And then so you always get that asshole. Like if you're going to go to a comedy show, also answer honestly. This is no heavy lifting for you because you get the guy that's like, yeah, we met on uh, Grinder, And you're like, okay. Oh, yeah, they're sweating trying to think yeah. of a, a better thing to say. That's a gay <laughs> app. I get why you think that's funny. It's kind of offensive that that's uh, a joke to you. Um, let, let, why don't you let me do this? We had one, uh, we were talking, telling the story last night, like some girl last night I was, at, I was hosting and I said, I just said Donald Trump. And she just goes, no! <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's a good idea in, in life in general, so don't think too hard about what you're going to say. Just put it out there. Just uh, say the thing and just... Uh, Get it over with. It doesn't have to be a certain thing, it's just the thing that you thought. Let's do it. Um, yeah. David Drake, I'm pumped to have you here. Uh, I'm pumped all, to be here. All of you go follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at the David Drake. He's got the album called Dave, and it's on iTunes and all those... 
those places, oh, right? Oh, yeah. iTunes. Let's do it. So, hey, we got emails. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go straight through these because I, I got, I, I'm going to just go straight down the inbox. That's great. Because I got a lot of emails. So I want to like try and like, let's try and clean it, clean it up. Right? Let's clean right? it up. I feel like we can do this. Help with jealousy. Are you a jealous guy, Dave? No, no jealousy. None. None. I'm not jealous either. I got jealous one time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm out of that game. It's a bad, bad emotion. Bad yeah. emotion. Yeah. You freak out and you go crazy and you look at their cell phone and you go, you go nuts. Yeah. There's no reason to have that. It's, it's also like, you know. It's never hot. Jealous just isn't. No, you never look good in jealousy. No, nobody's like, oh, he's he's so jealous oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that jealous you know, guy. You know what gets me wet when he asks where I've been? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, when he calls me every hour and yeah. when I don't respond, he's mad. I like that. And it, and it, the thing is about jealousy is it's human to have that first moment. Like we say, we don't get jealous, but you do have that moment where you're like. I don't like what's going on here. Yeah. And then you fight it because you're like, listen, jealous monster. You're not taking over this brain. <laughs> Jealousy comes comes in when you've already been betrayed. Oh, you think it's past performance doesn't... Well, it's kind of like, you know, investing. Well, because you've got fear, and so that, yeah. that becomes uh, jealousy. Well, they say when you invest in a fund, past performance doesn't indicate future results. That's kind of the same thing with jealousy. Like, these past things, but... Let me go back on that. If someone's cheated on you before, you're going to be jealous of them and not trust them. It's all from a lack of trust. I give everyone a clean slate, but like uh but like I I know I've had relationships before where they where they did cheat and then that's when I got crazy. But like Oh, of course. Like uh you know, like uh where where I'd look through a phone for no reason, but I did have a reason cuz you already betrayed me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why when you like it's so tough when someone's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get back together." He cheated once, but it's water under the it's bridge. Okay it's never now. water under no, the bridge. No, it's always in the back of your head. Let's go into this guy's email. Sup, J Train fifty six on all platforms and guest and humble eight 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 man Sam. Oh. <laughs> so we have a rating system for guys or girls, face, body, personality, and this is an eight and eight and eight face. But uh, man Sam considers himself an eight eight eight. Okay, great. Yeah, and dead on. Okay, Thanks. there we go. I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> said that so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm a long time <laughs> listener. what's going on here. He's doing a good job. A long time listener and consistent emailer uh, as my list of personal problems knows no bound. I've been dating this girl for a while and things are going great. She's a man, Sam. <laughs> 888 love it uh and i've got a uh, got a solid person and i've got a solid personality the question for which i humbly request your advice is to do with jealousy i have a tendency to compare my success with the people around me human um and i have trouble being happy for them if i if i myself am less successful in the matter at hand than they are my girlfriend and i are recent university graduates and are both trying to get into the creative field and as such, Ooh. success will probably be one-sided sometimes. This was a source of recent fight between us, and I'm worried that this is uh, how this will impact our relationship in the future. I know comparing myself to others and not being happy for them if I'm not at their level is an awful habit, but it's tough to break. I'm working on it, but I was ho hoping you had some advice that could help me from being petty. Thanks for taking the time to read this, and double thanks if you decide to feature it. Uh, what do we think? What what do I think about jealousy in the creative jealousy, field? I this mean, might be something I've had a little experience. <laughs> this with. is well, this is one of those things that, like, you know, for us in comedy, like, you know, I call it, I call it the sickness. Yeah, for sure. Because you see people, and I'm sure you've experienced this, that you started with, you know, at open mics, and you're like, you know, I'll relate this to comedy because this is an easy thing to relate it to. Totally. Um, but I. You know, you started open mics and you only started comedy because you liked being funny. You yeah. didn't know about all this shit that you wanted, really. You just wanted to be able to get paid to be funny. Everyone starts the same. Start the same. And and I, you know, and then you'll see a friend of yours get super successful in something and they're getting paid to be funny, which is what you wanted to do as well. Them being paid to be funny doesn't mean that you will not be paid to be funny. It's a, but you see people who do see those people getting success, and I call it the sickness. They get it in their brain, and they become a different person. Yeah, they, they become shitty and weird to be around. Weird to be around. Yeah. It's all they talk about. Instead of having fun conversations where you're talking about someone being an 888, now they're like, 
hey man, what kind of agent you work? <laughs> what kind of eight <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about an eight eight eight? And will they be represented He's a by the seven right seven seven? Yeah, and it just gets shitty, and it, and you see it, right? Well, you know? especially here, like uh, I noticed with uh, comedy, uh, because like you in Chicago, there's really no industry or anything, so everyone's just kind of like. There will be some jealousy here and there, like who gets to do more shows. But like for everything, it's more or less like if you if you did a lot of shows and you got the thing, you know, it worked like a ladder. But then in Chicago, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's more of like a playland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like there's no like you're out of camp. It is doing comedy and having fun, and it feels like there's a good crew of people. Because I like the Chicago people that have moved here. Like everyone seems like great people, and they're fun and like. You know, Lisa and I become close and like I love yeah. her and all that. And it's like you see all these people and then when they get here, they do seem to have this like wide eyed like, hey, we're just having fun doing comedy. Not anymore. And now and then you get here and you're like, everyone's like, get out of here, you know, like, freaking <laughs> out. But I, I, I do understand where this guy's coming from. My do you have any advice for dealing with jealousy? Uh, well, I mean, in general, I think it, it just, it's just like, uh, every journey is your own. You know what I mean? Like to focus on someone else's life, like even the people you perceive as being super successful, like yeah. they still have struggles of their own. Like, you know, like everyone's got their shit. Yeah. I'm sure like, like people at the top of their field, they're still like, they have that anxiety yes. and fears and they still want to achieve more. And the, I mean, everybody's got those same I'll, things regardless of the best advice I've ever gotten. And I'll say the best advice. This is literally the best like comedy advice I had ever gotten because with everything that success is uh, is only controllable so much. You know, like you do need yeah. other people. There's uncontrollable things that you can. Ne- you can't change your hair color. You can't change your your face. You can't change your <laughs> well, height. You can't I change mean, your hair color. You can't change your hair color. But I'm saying, like, y- even I'm saying, like, if you walk into an audition and they say we want a blonde, you can't change your hair color in half a second. Yes. So you, there's nothing you can do about when they're like they look at you and they go, I don't just don't like his vibe. You're like, well, vibe? What the fuck is that? (laughs) There's nothing you can... The only thing you can control is what you create. So I, the best advice I ever gotten was like, if you write something every day, you'll never feel bad. And it's like, if the keep the hands moving. So as long as you're producing and doing the things that you can control, all that other stuff won't matter to you because you'll be confident in the stuff that you're producing. Yeah, the longer I do this, the more I feel like that. Where I'm like, hey, I'm I'm doing the thing that I enjoy, yeah. and uh, all these things that are outside of your control, you can't. I mean, you can't control them. So why would you stress out? It's like stressing out about an asteroid hitting the Earth. There's nothing like, you can do. It's gonna hit the Earth, so. and you can have a minute, and and it's human to have a minute where we're like, man, I can't even control an asteroid. It's it's it, it is <laughs> normal and human to get like anxiety from the thought that like, oh, I could die at any minute. Yeah, <laughs> like that's normal, but it's not normal to spend your whole day, yeah, being like I'm gonna die at any minute, and people are gonna hate you if you're like oh, I'm gonna die every minute, and and that's just the vibe you go into everything with. I don't know his creative endeavor, but I will say whatever it is, the best part about doing anything creative is that you create. So if you spend a part of your day doing the thing you want to be doing, writing, painting, you know, music, whatever it might be. If you do the thing, that will make you feel better about all the other things. Because then you'll say, oh, I am doing the thing. Those other things will happen when they should happen. Like, yeah, you painted, so now you got the painting done, and you did it. Jane, you are a creative person, there and you've it is. achieved your And thing. you're better today than you were yesterday. I think of the Bill Burr thing, where Bill Burr's like, if you have a new minute, this is how I try to treat stand-up, where I'm like, if you, he said, if you have a new minute every week, you'll get to 52 in a year. Yeah. And, and, and I... Not to say that minute will be the best minute or something, but did you create the new minute? Yeah. Did yeah. you try to do it? Or did you spend the whole week complaining about someone else's Shaking new minute? Shaking in fear on your couch, yeah. <laughs> worried about... But uh, that's, that's the thing. It's right in front of you. If you can check that box of the minute, whether it's good, bad, or something you'll keep, who knows? But you got something. Make the, that minute. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with David Drake at the David Drake on Twitter and Instagram. Marrying her so she can stay. Please help. Woo! <laughs> Hello, J Train Man Samp and esteemed guests. This podcast makes my Tuesday and Fridays a hundred times better. I've recommended it to all my friends. Keep up the outstanding work. Seven months ago, I met this awesome girl from outside of the USA in my mid-sized northwestern port city. 
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> she has been able to stay in the U.S. visa uh, via a one-year-long work visa. We have been in a relationship for five months now, and things are going great. My family loves her. Her family doesn't hate me when I visited them in their native country. And I could see myself being with her for a long term, for a long time. Here's the issue. Her visa is up for renewal later this year. Essentially, a lottery system. There's a 50-50 shot that she will be a... Uh, that she will need to go back to her country of origin. If we were to ju- if we were to just walk down the courthouse, sign the marriage documents, and pay fifty bucks, we would be legally married, and she would get a work permit uh, immediately. This would essentially solve all the problems. This is what I refer to as the nuclear option. Something we would only exercise if she didn't get the visa via lottery. I don't want to get married at this point in my life, but I love this girl and could see myself marrying her someday. What would you do? Ah, do it. Do it? Yeah, yeah I, do it. I, I, want, I was going to be like, just fucking do it. Yeah, who gives divorced. a shit? Who cares? Oh, my God. Yeah, just do it, is, I can't believe how <laughs> flippantly you guys are doing. Well, you know what? Like, everyone's on the same page. Like, hey, the only way for you to stay is to do this shitty thing with the government. So we'll sign the document. You're here. And if it doesn't work out, we're both like, well, we gave it a shot. You know what I mean? It's not like we got married because, you know, like. I don't know, man. Uh, no, totally. It's like negotiate it. You don't have to be like, all right, we got to move in together now and plan our life. But be like. This is good. I I could see it going somewhere. Let's see. Solves the immediate problem. Oh, you're in a relationship, right? Yeah, I'm actually getting married. You're getting married. Okay, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. are you getting married? August. August. Okay, yeah. so you're, I mean, don't, but, the, and Man Sam's married as well. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, I'm, I, I'm sitting here fighting for his dick. <laughs> I'm the only one defending this guy's penis and libido. Well, it's not like his penis goes away. I know. He signs the paperwork. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, though, don't you think, like, trials and tribulations, okay? Tries and tribs. Okay? That's, that's, that's a part I tried to shorten it further. Tries and tribs. TNT. TNT. Yeah. TNT's a part of every relationship. I think there should be some mountains to climb to get to marriage. Like, don't you think that they will, if it's meant to be, they'll work it out? The, if, if she it, gets deported, they'll. I feel like the chance of them working out definitely go down if uh, she gets sent back to. Of course, but if that's if that's all it took is a plane ride for you to be like, ah, well, I guess we're not gonna. Maybe you shouldn't be getting married. Oh, uh, well, uh, I don't know, man. I if if my wife got sent to Europe and then uh, or my future but they, wife. But here's the here's the thing: they can always get married. Her going to the going back for a few months and then being like, you know what? I just can't live without you here. Let's do it. <laughs> like oh, uh, to me, the mar- like th- like you're saying, there's mountains and it. You know, this is the mountain. Get married now. That's the mountain. Try it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But fuck it. And I think you'll go through all those trials and tribulations as the, the road moves on. The yeah. TNT, and then uh, if it fails, then you can just get a get a divorce. Just. Bam. I wish I knew where she was from too. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds hot. Yeah. Uh, I know. Foreign. Foreign. Uh, I I, I don't know why I get an Eastern European vibe, but I, I, I'll say this. I get that too. Right. (laughs) You immediately think of like Ivanka. Yeah, I I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like a French, French, something mm, uh, uh, Russian. She'll have a way better chance of winning that lottery. That's true. Olive (laughs) skin, dark features. I, I, oh, she sounds, she is so fucking hot. Uh, You got to hold on to this one. Yeah. You know, oh, like, marry her, marry her now. now. <laughs> I, I, I guess you kind of changed my mind a little bit. I guess what I would say to him: here's what you do. You do the contract signing because that's what it takes to keep her here. And but you lay it out in front of her: hey, I am really enjoy. I don't know. There's no way to slow it down. You go from zero to sixty. I can't give that advice. Oh uh, no! But you guys, you guys can still live in separate apartments. You know, it's just like it's too separate fresh. apartments. Yeah, why not? Uh, no, once you're married, no, she's gonna want fucking. You can shit. still go through all the all the things you want to do. You can still move uh, at your own pace. You know what I mean? It's just like you know, it's it's too fresh to just send her back to. Hot France, where everyone's hot. <laughs> <laughs> where all those hot Frenchmen. Uh, I don't know. I think what he does is get to the lottery, play it out. Let's play in the game, okay? Get to that point and say to her, hey, I'm enjoying every moment with you, but I'm not ready to get married, and I, th- I don't want to be pushed into a marriage. And then when the lottery comes, she doesn't stay. You say to her, I want to stay long distance. Let's try and make this. I wonder work. whose idea this is. If it's him, like, huh, maybe we should just get married, or if it was her. 
I mean, if it's her, I'm even even more wary. That's <laughs> where she's like, like just weaving her French web. Yeah, <laughs> easy to get caught in one of those. I don't even know if she's French. Yeah. I just invented <laughs> this whole story for. Her. I don't know. I think you wait. I think if they can get like what you say to her is like, let's do a year. Let's get to a year of being long distance. You can do that. And if you really are into this and you really do love this girl, you're going to go to her. She's going to come to you. You're going to figure it out. Nah, and then it sounds like say, a nightmare. Why is that a nightmare? Nah, she's, he's got to fly to France. <laughs> why not? He's got a great trip abroad. From Portland or whatever, yeah. I mean, He can take the boat from the port city. <laughs> I think you hold off. I don't think you do marriage just to... I, I don't think signing a con... Because then I, what you're I pushing was, your own wants on this poor on this poor guy. I am. Yeah. Well, you want to keep hooking up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want him to keep. hooking I'm up. I'm just saying that, like for him, like life moves ahead very quickly. The minute that they get married, whether it's just the way he describes it, where you go, oh, fifty bucks and sign a thing. That's never how it works. It's <laughs> never. I've never been with a girl where she's like, yeah, don't worry about it, and then. Not worried about it. You know, like, it's always don't worry about it. Then come on, Jared. You said you'd do this. It always goes that way. You know, and actually, as you're saying it, I mean, I I immediately was like, yeah, just do it. The Her doing it, it puts her in a weird situation, too, because it's now she's dependent. Even if she doesn't want to stay in the relationship, she's weirdly dependent on you to stay in the country. Yeah. You know, it, so that, it, it that creates it puts a whole contract around your love. I mean, my is... my fiance works with a girl uh, and she she uh, was from Canada. She moved. She got married uh, to stay in the country. It didn't work out, but they, uh, you know, they went for it. And then uh, they were just very cordial about the whole thing. You yeah. Know what I mean? There's like more of an adult. There's very. But I'm saying in, in very in 10 cases that are exactly the same. There's one cordial. I case. guess it. I guess it based. It's based on who this. Uh, if this. Uh, who these people are. Of course, and, and it's based on like you know how rational is this relationship, but then the matters of 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 the fuck game. Mm. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's very little rationality being used. You know, he right now he his rationale is you gotta move back. Let's get married. That's yeah. not rational at all. That's a that's a rash decision. So I my thing is you can work like what the problem he has is and what this girl could do is say you don't love me. You won't make sure I stay in the country. If that's the case she's making, then this thing is fucked anyway. Yeah, no, that attitude. That's not what you want. Well, I think but this is just to- a, a case of the government getting in the way of young love. Where uh, yeah. yeah, they can't they can't live it out Fucking because of this Trump. of the government. <laughs> and I, I think yeah. I don't know. I, I think what he does is you say to her, Hey, I'm enjoying myself with you. I'm not gonna get married just because of this situation. I am gonna stay with you in spite of this situation because I wanna see how this works out because I do love you. And then you work it out. If a couple can make it through this for at least a year, then hey, we've been doing this a year. I wanna make it more official. And then you and I think for this couple, it's about planning. I don't want to have a baby right away. I want you have to be very upfront about what you want because things are going to move quicker. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We're going straight down the inbox. I love okay, it. With David Drake at the David Drake. The album is called Dave. It's on iTunes. This one just says shout out. Dearest J train. This podcast is always something I can look forward to on my daily commutes. I've been a loyal listener since I was an undergrad back in the old intro days. Now I'm that old guy at the tailgate. Still listening to you read emails from college kids while living vicariously through their stories. We missed you at the Austin Comedy Week this past weekend. Oh, yeah. There was uh, Moon Towers this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, hoping to see you there next year. Keep up the good work. Thanks, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Let's get deep. What's up, Papa JT? I'm an active listener while I'm at my shitty job doing nothing but that besides the point. I'm a freshman at some state school in California. <laughs> this guy doesn't give a shit about life. Nothing. As the year is coming to an end and my pubes are shaven, I've realized that I hate my fucking school. <laughs> I was a freshman at some school in state, a state school in California. There's no exciting sports in the middle of nowhere. And if you're not in a fraternity, you don't have a social life. It hasn't stopped raining since Halloween. <laughs> this sounds horrible. People are, <laughs> people are not the sharpest tools in the shed. And I think I'm the first Jew 99% of the people here have ever met. That's not important, though, but thought it's relevant. Anyways, I'm stuck here for another year because I'm tied down in a rental. But what's your take on being a... 
being at a depressing school in my prime years. Should I downgrade back home or stay one more year and hope this shit show of a college experience turns more into the drunk lifestyle I envision myself being? <laughs> Thanks for keeping me awake at work when I eventually make my way to New York. My, I'm buying tickets to your show, so keep an eye out for an average-looking, average-height, average Jew sitting somewhere in the middle. Five, five, five. <laughs> this guy, this guy <laughs> made me want to jump off the roof. Woo! What do we think? I mean, it's... Uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to U-Miami. In yeah. Ohio or in uh, Miami? In Miami, yeah, the real yeah, one. Yeah, the real, yeah. Okay, the real one. You had a good time? No, I, I had a shitty time. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't start having fun until I got out of college. Why? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I just uh, you know dated the wrong people, and I I was uh I was in a situation uh, early on like I was a freshman. I got put in a like an upperclassman dorm. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, everybody kind of had a, a so like you know established friends already. Yeah. Uh, so I also didn't have that like crazy whatever yeah. the fuck freshman thing. Did you're you supposed wish to you wanted that? Did you want that, or was that not? Well, it's also a thing like I never felt that thing inside. Like uh, it was like a big party school, and I yeah. just uh, I guess I I guess I just always wanted to do this. Like, yeah. And I so I guess I just I cared less about uh, there was like a big like club scene where you know like uh yeah like up. bottles popping all that stuff I, I hate that shit yeah i i think i imagined it would it would be like a beach more like a california vibe okay. <laughs> you're on the wrong coast yeah, yeah, yeah i i think um if they, if i'm gonna give this guy any advice uh it's go back for the first of all and we've talked about this on this podcast before the things that are seen i feel like people are going to college now with this idea that it's like all drinking and fucked up and fucking. And it's like, yeah, those, those are their moments like that. But that's not the whole story. Like you should be making friends and getting to know people. It's more and, of like a, a like an easing into uh, reality. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, this is what it's like to not have uh, parents. Yes. You had 18 years of parents. Now you don't. And uh, so get used to that. We're going to leave you at home without a babysitter. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really college. And you're going to drink too much one night. And then you're going to get back on track the next week. And then, But I think for this kid, um, it's all about his attitude. Yeah. I think he, he wrote in with the middle of the road. And I, it was funny. Now, no, don't get me wrong. I know he's going for a joke. But I, I do think that you can get stuck in whatever you say you are. So he's like, I got no friends. These people suck. This guy sucks. Yeah, if you think everything sucks, everything sucks. Yeah, There's yeah. no changing that. And when it, when it rains, it pours. So if you look up, oh, I don't have an umbrella. Well, now you don't have a jacket. Like, it always <laughs> gets more and more. So for this guy, I think it's more about he's really looking, you know, he's saying he's got to change his goals. He's saying oh, my goal is to get drunk and have the drunk college experience. I think your goal should be, to meet a couple of dudes that you can talk to the rest of your life. Because it sounds like you're not getting your... And the goal should be to make a friend first, probably. Yeah, you're you're putting the cart before the horse. The You want to make the friends, then you get the parties. I also think sometimes it feels good to be like real sad about yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's almost like a good feeling where it feels you're good like, to wallow. Oh, I've, I'm sad and life sucks. And, you know, like, uh, I don't know why it feels there's something good feeling about that. No, there's a there's nice feeling of there's a day. Everyone gets a day. Yeah. It's but like a make, trap. You can't it, make that your life. You can't make your life. Yeah. And that's to me, this kid, if I'm him, come back the next year with a different attitude. Yeah. And how do you change that attitude? Join some clubs. Go do some. What are you interested in? What do oh, you yeah. like doing? Play tennis. Get Play a, something. Yeah. It's raining out. Well, go do some basketball indoors. You got to get more active to be happy. Happiness is like working at it. You can't just be happy if you're sitting alone staring at the TV all day because, unless, you know, that can make me happy too as long as I have other shit going on. But you have to be active in your own life. Right now, it feels like he's given up. Yeah, you got to find a hobby that isn't, uh, you know, just your goal can't be go get fucked up. There's got to be a... Uh, no, like but your a, goal should be, I want to be with my best friends and we're getting fucked yeah. up. Yeah, so it's like, what do I enjoy? I'll go do that. And then maybe after that, I'll go get fucked up with those people that I did the thing I yeah. like at. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Do you know what time of year it is? Uh, it's, it's, it's springtime. It's, it's springtime. Springtime. Okay. <laughs> That's what you were going to say. That's what you're going to say. It is springtime, baby. Listen, all of you came out of a vagina. <laughs> we did. We all came out of a vagina. Most of us. Is actually, I actually have a friend who was born in a tube. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
They, uh, but I think she still came out of vagina. Never mind. I think you got to come out of a you vagina. You still got to go in point. there. Yeah, yeah they never mix mind. you up in there, but then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was we'll made in a tube. Up. It's not a cake. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of is. I take it back. She was made in a tube and she came out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm just saying, we all got a mom. Maybe your mom's dead. Yeah. But <laughs> I got to mention it. I got to. I got to. I, I, maybe some people don't have a mom. But you did. But you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. You must have. I really right. shouldn't have brought up dead moms. No. Before we talked about getting mom's flowers, but uh, Listen, what better place to put a very, flower yeah, than a grave? Than a grave. <laughs> Just got, man. This kid really ruined this podcast. His dark email, <laughs> sad, made this whole thing sad. Now we're talking about a dead mom. Listen, if you need gravestone flowers for your dead mom, here's how you do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, it's Mother's Day. You got to get flowers for your mom, and what better way than you know. You, the one thing about getting the thing about getting flowers for your mom is that it's a pain in the ass until you do it. You don't think about it, then it gets to the day before, and you're like, "Oh shit!" You're worried about timing and all that stuff. Do it now. Get it done. Even if you're early, when you're early, my dad always said this: when you're early, you're never late. Mm-hmm. Okay, be early on Mother's Day. Don't be because any if it comes, if your flowers get to her door or grave bed. Uh, at 12.01 the next day after Mother's Day, Mm-mm. that didn't count. No. She knows. You out, boy. Mother's it's Day done. is May 14th. May 14th. It's coming. Yeah. Mother's Day is coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Unless your mom's dead. <laughs> well, there's still nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you'll just be uh, sadder. you just, you know, Whatever. So we're working with proflowers.com. <laughs> Listen, I love getting my mom flowers. She loves them. You guys got to do this. And also, when you get your mom flowers, they come back. When you go to home to visit, they're hitting you with a $100 bill. It's going to happen. So we're going to get you coming if you come on time. There we go. When you send the 100 blooms, 100 blooms from mom bouquet from Pro Flowers, Pro Flowers this Mother's Day, you will make a real impression. It comes with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling. And if you really want to make a statement, you can upgrade to a premium vase and include gourmet chocolates for just $10 more. So it's all worked into this deal. This is great. Choose the delivery date you want and Pro Flowers are guaranteed to arrive fresh and beautiful and stay that way for at least seven days or your money back. Wow. Dude. These are beautiful bouquets, and Pro Flowers gets them there guaranteed on time, and you can choose the delivery date. You guys, just go do this now. Moms love fresh flowers, and Pro Flowers makes it easy to send them perfect Mother's Day gift with this huge bouquet. Don't forget all the moms in your life. Mom, grandma, wife, other mother figures. Mother Teresa. Right. That's it. Just Mama Duke. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> mom, and this Mother's Day. So the this uh, the only way to get a hundred blooms for mom with a free glass vase starting at nineteen ninety nine is to visit broflowers.com. That's broflowers.com. Come, click the the micro microphone in the top right corner and use my code JTrain. That's code JTrain. That's code JTrain. That's broflowers.com. Code JTrain when you click the mic. This stunning bouquet sells out fast. Order today. I'm going to get mine right after this. I'm, I'm getting mine right now as I read that. I already just ordered. That's great. I'm done. How easy was that? I'm done. How are you? <laughs> how are you, listener? Are More you done with your mom? How is your mom? How's your mom? Jones and for those flowers. Unless she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> still got to still, still still eat Still working flowers. that joke. Yeah. <laughs> still working that. Girlfriend won't try new food. Dumper. No. <laughs> What's up, Jew Train? Longtime listener, first time nut feather, extending my feather all the way from Sacramento, California. The podcast is really taking off, and it's good to see uh, I write to you seeking some advice from my favorite Jewish sage. Okay. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend has a particular diet. French fries, pasta, pizza, and chicken nuggets. <laughs> She's six. I- <laughs> Dude, you're a pedophile. <laughs> no, I hate people like this. Chicken nuggets and friends. There's a point when someone eats like the same thing every time that you're like, I can't see you beyond this food. Have you ever dated someone like that? Where you just see the food? Uh, I don't think I've had this. This is a special case. French fries, pasta, pizza, chicken nuggets. Yeah, that's that sucks. Like, what are you fucking 
eight. It sucks. That sucks. Because <laughs> really, there's no, there's not a lot to do in a relationship except for eating, fucking, and watching TV. I only- mean, uh, yeah, no, eating is like the mo- like ninety five percent of dating. Of dating, it's right? Like, where are you gonna eat? Where, where are we gonna go eat? Do you want me to make food? They're only going to bowling alleys. That's the only place they go. I mean, Deathly afraid of trying new things. She's great other than that, but this fear of trying new foods keeps us out of a lot of social events. Exactly. There you go. Crazy. If my coworker invites us uh, to dinner or something food-related on the weekends, I have to freakishly comb through the menu, making sure they have a something for her. What is he going to make sure there's a kid's menu? Oh, my God. This is literally what my mom did for my little brother. Really? Yeah. You can't. You can't. This is the thing. Your mom did your little brother a disservice oh, because yeah. you, you. This guy is doing a disservice for his girlfriend. It's like, all right, I'm gonna bring my kids. There has to be something simple at this fun restaurant. Yeah, her version of trying new foods is ordering French fries or pizza at a new place that she's never been, but not trying a new food. What can I do to help her try new foods? As this is really becoming an issue that I cannot tolerate much longer. Thanks. Is she not going to these events because like she doesn't like the menu? Oh, I skipped a line. Or we can't go because she'll be nervous, self-conscious the entire time, thinking people are judging her. Oh. The only thing she's got going for her right now is like this American comfort food thing that's going on in a lot of places where like fries are like everywhere. You can get like chicken strips, you know, like this can happen. But I mean, I couldn't be in that relationship. Uh, no, this is not the hot French uh, 10 we no. were talking about earlier. <laughs> no. This is a nightmare. No, this is... Uh, I just... I don't have a good picture of her in my mind's eye. I don't either. It's I don't know how you get her... The problem is that she's been stunted. It's kind of like, like, you know, someone keeps doing this for her in every situation. Her parents at one point were like, yeah, we just don't want to hear her fucking complain about not eating chicken fingers. If you like chicken fingers, you'll like other shit. Like, yeah. just, there's other food. You got to start slow. And the other thing is, like, you can't say it that way, too. Where it's like, you'd like other fucking shit, you you're, idiot. It's been three minutes and you're already annoyed. Like, just fucking eat something. It's I weird. Would, I feel so pissed off. I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'm annoyed for this guy because, listen, you're, you're going to go to a work event and you're going to be with a woman who's like, ah, uh, there's no French fries. I can't eat any of this. You can't chicken. go to a Mexican restaurant. You literally can't eat there. Yeah, nothing. Oh my French God. fries, pasta, pizza, chicken nuggets. That's insane. But here's what he's got to do. You got to do it little by little. Got to sneak. Sneak some stuff sneak in there. Sneak an oyster in Like she won't have <laughs> lettuce. Like that's even weird to me. Right. Because you can get a salad for sure. Anywhere. Salad. Anywhere. Well, this happens. But I do think that there's, there's a little bit of a mental problem that she has. Like yeah. if you can't not try anything else and you get self-conscious and get nervous, that means there's something else afoot and i don't think um like i think you have to have a real conversation with her it would be like like and you got to say to her listen um it's kind of a as weird as it sounds it's affecting our relationship that you won't even give it a shot it's not about not liking stuff it's not not trying stuff no you got to it's one thing to be like hey i tried it and it's so good when someone just purses their lips and was like i won't try it's like now you think I'm a disgu- disgusting person because I am eating this. It becomes a reflection on me. I'm having this hiccup <laughs> issue. Okay? What's going on? <laughs> You're getting really worked up about. Row. <laughs> I I gotta say, but I I do really think like this is like it's not the that she doesn't like things. It's that she won't try things. So if she's gonna come to a party, it's one thing to come to the party and be like. Yeah, I didn't really like any of the food they had there, so I didn't really eat that much. Okay, that's but fine. But you got to go to the party, and you got to see what's there. Yes. you got to experience gotta life. and What kind of life is this guy going to lead? If she won't do these things, I think you, you dump her, but not yet. <laughs> I think you gotta. I think you see if she'll be willing to try things. And it's I, funny these little things they come back in and bite you in the ass. Like the longer a relationship goes, like, yes, they're the things that you'll look past in the early stages because you're like you, you've, you, you know, you've got love but, signs over your eyes. Of course, but this is actually one of those small things that is not a small thing because yeah. it, it affects everything. How are you going to go out for dinner with friends? How are you going to go to parties? How are you guys going to have a marriage? How are you going to have a wedding? What's going to be just cake and ice cream and chicken? Chicken fingers. Yeah, and you can't just eat fries your whole life. Nuggies and fries for all the adults. <laughs> eat a taco. It's crazy. So, but I think the move is you do. Here's what he should do. I got an idea. <laughs> Take her. They live in Sacramento. I'm sure Sacramento is a great town. I'm sure they have food tours. Okay. Ooh. 
go on a food tour in Sacramento. This is great. Go and experience it because then these food tours, I've done them before. I've done the pizza tour. Don't do the pizza tour. That's not going to help. Do something that has a lot of different shit. Yeah. Because they give you little tastes along the way. So if you guys go and experience it together, at least she's making an effort. She has to make one step and you're making an effort by even doing the food tour. You're making an effort by even by even giving this craziness the attention that it's getting already. I love this idea. This so, is such a good idea. It's a good idea. So go on a food tour together. And if she won't do that, that means she won't try for this relationship and you have a bigger issue. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I like this one. Have we done an email from a woman yet? No. Dating a coworker or just dating advice in general? Help. Cue the music. <laughs> Get the ladies involved. Whoa. Jay, <laughs> insert feather emoji here. I need some advice and couldn't think of anyone that would give it to me as good as you would. LOL. I don't think that's very funny, but okay. Uh. Anyways. My mother's dead, and I don't know where to get flowers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Click on that microphone. Profires.com. Anyways, a coworker and I have been building a close relationship since a work vacation. We were on together. February, so not too, too long. We've known each other for over a year now, but just recently started getting closer and seeing each other on a weekly basis. It's pretty obvious. We're feeling each other. We participate in the same outside-of-work activities. He has driven me home, hour away from his place multiple times after nights out and ensured I got to work, etc. the next morning. No sleepovers, she writes. Mm. We make comments about each other that we would uh, obviously have had to have talked outside of work to know about and more shit like, here's the thing. Wait, what the fuck? And more shit like that. Here's the thing. We're both not the best at texting, so communication outside of when we see each other is very minimal. We don't really go out of our way to hang out one on one, although we have. He and I are obvi- both obviously interested in each other based off of the vibes I'm getting. When we get, we are together. It's like no one else is in the room. We have great connection, and even downtime in the conversation doesn't feel dull. We constantly joke around with each other and always smile and look away. Look away. Smile and look away. Even when look away when we happen to lock eyes from across the way. Boy, it's so so this is so poetic. If we're not standing right next to each other, we've confided in each other with some pretty uh, personal subjects. I don't know, maybe I'm overlooking all these little things. And he's just really a nice guy, being a good friend. I really haven't ha- felt a connection with a guy like this in a while, and I really don't want to mess up any potential chances of this being something. Sometimes I think he gets weirded out about the fact that we work together, or something else is holding him back. What do you think? Am I misreading the signals? What should the next move be? I think it's time to make something more of this, but I'm not quite confident on what to do. Sorry for the long email. Really enjoy the podcast. It's the only podcast that I make point to listen to as soon as it comes out. Hey, thanks so much. What do you think? Oh, I think the only thing to do or the best thing to do uh, is to go out for drinks. I yeah. find that when I'm drinking, I I have less inhibition. Yeah. <laughs> so and your I answer will... is that alcohol <laughs> will make it easier for them to fuck? Well, I know that like I, I had something similar with my fiance where I was like, it's like a will they, won't they? We were mm. we were uh we were working together on these projects together. We went to the same like portfolio school for yeah. advertising. And uh we didn't hook up until uh we, we all had to go out for drinks one night and we all got mm. drunk and then we made out and then it was like, Hey, we made out and then that that big like moment, you know, that everything's building to is now broken, yeah. and now you can begin to explore that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing with anybody, like what you're saying, there was also that wall to break through because you're yeah. in your mind, you're probably worried. I don't want to fuck up the dynamic of this. But thing. You also can't just start making out with someone at work, you know. Yeah. You, you gotta like you gotta put yourself in a position where that kind of stuff can happen. Yeah, it seems like they're doing a lot of things that could be, like, if I'm this guy. I'm going to do a lot of these things where I could be blissfully naive. So like, oh, yeah, we hang out after work, but we're work friends. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little flirty, but she's like my work wife. You know, like <laughs> you, you can he's living in the zone of non-commitment, which he knows the minute he steps out of that, there's going to be drama. Yeah. 
But he's going to stay here as long as he can because he doesn't want drama. He doesn't want to have to figure this shit out. So right now, he's in like a holding pattern. He's just doing circling above the airport. These are the these are the relationships I like, you know, like where there's like n- nothing happens right away, you know. Mm. So often it's just like, yeah, we we hooked we up fucked at the bar and then right? it was over. But it's like these little ones. It's why it's why the office was so interesting that like yeah. second season because mm. like you know they're just like ah they're not doing anything, but yeah. they clearly are. Yes, they're getting to know each other. There's something they're building a relationship with also the weirdness of that they haven't done anything. Yeah, these are the relationships that work out, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, I agree with you. I think they work out because also you're taking your time. Yeah, you're forced in, time. Forced time. So I think right now where she's at, keep living in this time. The minute it goes from this, the minute he, you know, to go back to the plane reference where he's circling above, yeah. the minute he says, hey, we're clear for landing, Shit happens quick. Like, then you start hooking up, then everyone at work knows, then you're going out to dinners, now you're in a relationship, now it's the summertime, now you guys are maybe thinking engagement. Yeah. Like, it's gonna... Or you're sick of each other and work sucks and, and uh, you break ruined up. everything. Yeah, <laughs> so this is... The, you go down the hill. Savor this moment. Because it does seem flirty and funny. He drives you an hour. No one's driving anyone an hour that they don't care about. Ah, the things I used to put up with. Yeah. <laughs> You'll put up with pretty much anything. So this, for I think there's something there. Her move needs to get it away from work. Yeah. And she needs to leverage her friends outside of work to leverage him into a more serious thing where it's not just living in the ambiguity of we hang out after work so you got to say hey i got me and my friends from college are doing so and so uh, you should come to that that's so excited i'm right? so excited <laughs> at the like prospect right because yeah. it could work out if he comes which i think he will that's him saying yeah, I see you as more than just Everybody the work Everybody knows person. what that is, too. You know, like, hey, you should come out. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're in. Yeah. And it gets you away from all the eyes at work because, listen, work sucks, and the only thing to take your mind off it is who's fucking here. Yeah. And that's what people talk about. So with all those eyes off of you, now you're not Jim and Pam. Yeah. You can just be Joe and, and Samantha. Uh, you know, great. like, whatever it is. Joe nobody. So... Bring it outside to your friend group so that he has... Make him say yes to a thing that isn't work-related. And I think that will push you guys towards dating. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. David Drake, this is fantastic. Ah, oh, it's been so fun. At the David Drake. Dave is the album. Go check it out. We're going to come back with hypotheticals in the news. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. David Drake, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. At the David Drake on Twitter and Instagram. Dave is the album. Go find it on iTunes. Super funny. You guys are going to love him. Go check it out. Mansamp. Yeah, man. At Mansamp on Twitter. Mandatory Samson Podcast every Friday here on the Labs Network. Let's do some hypotheticals. I got a bunch here. Love it. Ready? If you could survive any fall, what would you jump from? Oh. Mm. Oh, That's great. This is a great question. Plane, probably. It's as high as you can go, right? Right. Just fall for a, for a while. You get just, used to it. Yeah, just like, just enjoy falling. You know what? I, I What do you think? Uh, I was thinking the Burj Khalifa, the huge uh, building in Dubai. Oh. People okay. notice, you know. I think a plane, just because I have a fear of flying, so I would always want to, and I do think, Ooh. like, I, I'm not fear, I'm just an uneasy flyer, but to have that in your back pocket, where you could be like, good night, everybody, and just <laughs> jump out the plane. Right. If it was to ever go bad that way, that's what you would want to do, right? Yeah. Or like maybe before like a show, like a big show, like here mm. in New York, to just jump off a building uh, right in front of the line. You oh, know in right? heart style. And then stand up and then walk in, <laughs> do your set. <laughs> jump off the roof of Madison Square Garden yeah. on the stage. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. dope. That's what I want to do. If you could forge any celebrity or athlete's signature perfectly, whose would you choose? If you could forge a signature? 
You, I don't know if I'm really looking to forge many signatures. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Right, well, so I guess the, it's the sell sell it, you know, like sell memorabilia. The point is selling it. So you right. got to have a, the most famous signature you can think of so you can make the most oh, Donald Trump. sweet cash. Yeah, that guy's, that, yeah. That guy's known by more people in the, the on the planet than we can even understand. Yeah. What about like Jordan? You know, like you do Jordan's signature. Jordan would be fun. Shit. Yeah, you get more positive reactions <laughs> from Jordan's. What about John Hancock? Literally, Ooh. the yeah. Hancock signature. And I don't know like, what that gets you. Well, you could, I don't know. Maybe you could set, be like, I have an authentic document. Yeah. For, you know. It would also be fun to whip out at parties. Like, you guys want to see <laughs> an authentic Hancock? Hancock? A, how did John Hancock get a Bic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah. authentic. You have to find yeah, the ink. He wrote this in red sharpie. Yeah, right? Can you do the signature? Is that the deal? Yeah, you yeah. can forge it. Yeah, to just show that off. If you could, if you could make one female news anchor reach an unexpected and loud orgasm while on live television, who would you choose? Oh God, I don't know any. He writes Megyn any... Kelly. Yeah, well, that's the. I was going to just say Shade Betteranwa. Just for say. that name, yeah. Betteranwa. I don't know. I'll do both of those ones. I'd like to see Oprah come. <laughs> She's not a news anchor, <laughs> but Oprah's the one okay. I'm choosing. All right, so we... just to see what her face like. You know how like if a girl like you see a girl coming, they'll do like some girls will do like the shake thing, mm-hmm. where there's like no noise at all, and then some are scream. I want to know what Oprah does. Can you just point at them and have and they're you're like you have an orgasm now? Yeah. All right, that's great. So that be that would be fun That'd to watch fun. Oprah just kind of come. Come. <laughs> Oprah probably comes joyously, just like just great, open about it, just huge, happy. Yeah. I bet you she's an angry comer. Oh really? Like look at just, us. We're talking about cum. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like we predicted. Just like, <laughs> we knew we'd get this here. That's why at some I can't point. be a first date. Yeah, this isn't a first date. Um, if you could control one person's Twitter account for twenty-four hours, whose would you choose? Trump. There's no question Trump? about it. Yeah. No yeah. question. No. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, take back all the things you've said. That'd be fun. Yeah, just admit. I would just apologize yeah. for so many Constant things if apology. I had his Twitter. Like, I I really blew that. Like, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. You know what's funny? This guy actually wrote that. Oh, really? <laughs> this guy wrote, I'd go for Trump and apologize sincerely to everyone I ever oh. slandered. <laughs> but Trump is so obvious. Who else would be fun? Oh, That's funny. I, I would not It's funny he Trump. gave us the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like when they weigh in. But yeah. I, uh, I'd say... What I would do is I would put out, I would have it from a very beautiful woman, and I would tweet the whole day. I would like tweet, tweet the whole at, day about how great a lover I was. At J Train, J, you guys, I don't know if I gotta <laughs> tell this story. And you do like one of those Norm McDonald. Oh, oh, I see. So you have her tweet to you and be like, "This guy." Well, no, it'd be like Norm. You know how Norm McDonald will do like yeah. seventy tweets in a row, and it'll be a story he's telling. I would do it from like, who would I do it from? Like I would do it from um, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, okay. That her t- Twitter account. I'd have Blake Lively just going on about this unbelievable date <laughs> experience she had with me and how we met like randomly. I would invent this whole story like, oh, we met at an airport. Like I would make myself sound like the suavest fucking dude on the planet because. It's all about marketing at that point. Oh, you that's know, great. Because girls yeah. like being with guys that they know girls like being with. At the very least, she'll get a couple followers. Yeah, a couple followers. She'll reference me. So that's what I would do. Blake Lively's. Maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson. Have him do like... Fake just science dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do fake <laughs> science stuff or just like dumb stuff. Let's, like let's do some sandwich. news. Uh, so... New York City high schoolers, the percentage of New York City high schoolers that have had sex fell from 31% in 2013 to 27% in 2015. Which Hold is on, a repeat record. this. I got distracted. Ninth <laughs> through 12th graders okay. in New York City. Sure. High schoolers. The percentage of them that have had sex dropped from 31% in 2013 to 27.2% in 2015, which is a record new low since they began surveying them in 1957. Dude. Man, kids are getting lame, man. They're getting lame, but also like... We don't need women to fuck anymore. That's really what it is, right? We just need our hand <laughs> and a computer. And what do I need to deal with these fucking chicks for? I got any type of girl I want at the drop of a Google search. 45.6% spend at least three hours a day playing their computer or video games. 
Yeah, man, this is going to get worse. Uh, so so c- computers are taking over where uh, sex used to be. Yeah, well, and they're also not, it's, you know, 8.2% in 2013 smoked cigarettes, now 5.8%. Alcohol's down 20%. Uh, had drunk alcohol in the last 30 days. Yeah, dude, we're, now li- it's we're moving towards the Matrix. We're moving towards right. a virtual world. So yeah. everything's going that way. Even our fucking, even our drinking, even our social situations. It like, does seem like a plan the robots would have. Yes. Like, all right, we're going to start gonna put, cutting down on the human race. <laughs> keep them in the house. Yeah. I don't know. I and But also, I don't like that they polled New York City kids. Right. Don't I don't want any poll from New York City kids. I <laughs> None of their... Shit makes sense to me. They age at a rate that's like crazy. Yeah. If you're in ninth grade in New York City, if you live in New York City and you're in ninth grade, you are an 80-year-old man. There's also, no in Nebraska, you know that rate is 98% just across the board. You yeah. know what I mean? You got shit to do in New York. There's yeah. places to go. There's things to see. You don't need to have a ton of sex. No, you got. And listen, everyone's everyone's not, everyone's gay, not gay, fluid. You know, <laughs> we don't know what the fuck. Anybody we are. can have sex. Anybody, with anybody. Yeah, you're just fucking doorknobs yeah. or some shit. So I, I don't know. New York City, don't post or anything. New, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> New York. I just don't trust New York City kids. Right. To answer for the country. Yeah, for sure. You see homeless people at five years old. You have the awareness of what a homeless person is when you're five years old. Right, so, you're jaded by everything. You're jaded. Right? And you're stepping over I them. used to go to the Starbucks, and there was this little kid that used to come in every day, and he would be like in a three-piece suit and get a coffee. And I would watch him like I was watching a fucking animal at the zoo. Like, I couldn't believe. And he was just like get his coffee in a small cup and i was like this kid what, talks a kid, politics a kid yeah, yeah he was a little kid he was like oh 10 God. it was br- yeah he was having a coffee so funny. Oh, i was like i all i kept thinking i was like that better be a fucking hot chocolate you right. asshole you right. know like <laughs> so any other yeah, i don't know that's what i got we're good kids so, aren't fucking well i did this prom show saturday night oh yeah you did like a like a prom so what happens in new york for a lot of these high schools is I mentioned the podcast on you Save. grew up in New York? No, I'm from Boston. But oh, okay, I, cool. It, or outside of Boston. But I uh my parents just moved to Rockport. Oh yeah? It's yeah. a nice area. So <laughs> I I'll say they, in New York what they do is like after prom, they don't want the kids drinking. So they'll have them do other shit. So a lot of them will send them to comedy clubs so that at like one in the morning after prom so that they're like kept busy. Because just so they don't have drinking and driving and all that stuff, whatever. We did like a, we had the same thing. But Is that not, a good crowd? Awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful. I They're all in their so. prom attire. They're at Caroline's. Awful. It's the last place they want to be. They all just want to be drinking and fucking. Yeah. And I'm in the way. <laughs> and yeah. I'm on stage drinking a vodka soda. <laughs> Probably talking about <laughs> drinking and, and fucking. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all in their prom shit, and they just look like they've been forced to be there. And I, there was one kid and. And I'm wondering, like, I'm like, are these kids like, like, what are they even thinking of me? They must think, what this guy has really failed. So no. I went up and I was like, <laughs> my first thing out of my mouth, I was like, nothing's gonna work out, guys. You guys going to college? Ain't gonna happen. Won't be fun. <laughs> I just went depressing. Right. There was one dude in the front, and um, he was like, <laughs> he was this like really flamboyant kid, but I don't know if he was out. Or not, but it was like flamboyant. Like he's like, so what's your story? (laughs) (laughs) To you, to me on stage, (laughs) and you can't say anything. I can't be like, what? Yeah, you can't rip these uh, kids apart the way you do like a normal crowd audience. Like I can't like talk about the elephant in the room that like. I, and I'm like, who'd you go to prom with? And he's like, this little lady. And I'm like, oh, like, I, I, I don't know what I can say, what I can't say. No, yes, you do. You and know what you can't say. I knew what I can't say. And yeah. then he kept, but he was so interrupting the whole show. Every time I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go do bits. So I was like going into this bit and he's like, after everything I'd say, I'd be like, yeah, so I was in the park this last week. He's like, what's going on in the park today, huh? And I'm like, I can't <laughs> make fun of this kid because he's in high school with all his high school friends and they have like months left of school. And I don't know if like they're like, it wasn't like he was like, and I'm gay. Like it wasn't like he had that moment right. where he was like, 
letting me into his life. He was just this flamboyant yeah, sassy kid. Sassy as fuck. Sassy as fuck. So when you told this statistic, I yeah. immediately thought of this kid. I'm like, yeah, none of them are fucking. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just the worst night for everyone. Oh, awful. Because he kept interrupting, but like you want to slam him, but you can't. And the only thing you can slam him in reference to is just being like, dude, you sound like you should be on Will and Grace right now. Like, you should be <laughs> in a sitcom. You're going to fly out of here. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't. He was so interruptive, like, of the whole show. And it was just awful and brutal. And I was like, fuck high school kids. But <laughs> unless you listen the to the... At them, yeah, yeah, unless you listen to the J-Train podcast, which I appreciate. Then that's great. Yeah. It's great that you're, you're in high school. You're doing a good job, and yeah. you probably got a level head about yeah, it. You said you brought up the podcast on stage. What, I did. How, they uh, could be listening to this right now. What, what did you say? I just said I have a podcast. It was pretty pathetic. I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I go through tears. Like, well, it was funny because one of the girls was like, "What's your name on Instagram?" And I was like, uh, "If I can pick up a follower, that's nice." And I wrote, "I was like Jared for that get off stage. No one had followed." And then I was like, "Yeah, I got this podcast, J Train Podcast." And they're like, "What? What's this?" They're like, "Shut up, old man." Ah, oh, right. this is the worst. They, they, ever they heard. and then the guy goes when he goes, "What's your story?" I go, "I don't, I don't know, no, I don't know." <laughs> and then he goes, "How old are you?" And I go, "32." And they're like, "No, you're like 25." And I go, "I go, well, I appreciate that, but I have no reason to lie to you." And 32 like, to a high school kid is dead. You're yeah. just some dead guy, dead who's sad and has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our podcast. Um, David Drake, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Hey, this was a blast. Thank you for having me. The David Drake on Twitter and Instagram. Go buy his album, Dave. Go buy it right now. Man Sam, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man. At Man Sam on Twitter and Instagram. Mandatory Samson Podcast every Friday here in the Labs Network. I'm Jared Freed. This is the J Train Podcast. Please tell a friend. Tell one friend. Bring it. Or, or listen in a road trip. We got over th- how many episodes have we done? Oh, hundreds. I mean, you can go so back. Many. Backlog. Go to the episode one. See how stupid I sound. Do you do a long goodbye? No, but that would be fun. Yeah. You want to do a long goodbye? We could do a. So I, I guess what's the opposite of hello and welcome? Hello and welcome. That's what I do. Hello. Goodbye and good night. Yeah, goodbye and farewell. Good. <laughs> goodbye and farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom!